Hey, what's up? This is The Grind, a podcast about skateboarding in Berkeley. I'm your host, Aisha Wallace-Palomares. Let's get into it. It's Friday, November 4th at 6 p.m. and skateboarding at Berkeley is pulling up to skate Woodward Tahoe. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, for those of y'all that don't know, skating Woodward or attending Camp Woodward is considered a rite of passage in the skate community. Many pro skaters have been former Woodward athletes. There are five Woodward facilities that have state-of-the-art skate parks. Each one has a mix of indoor and outside parks. There's even a reality TV show that's been around since 2008 that follows youth skaters as they progress during their time. Today on The Grind, we take on Woodward Tahoe. You're listening to the Jonathan Napolis interview. The first time I went to Woodward was when I was turning 15. And since John is Mexican, instead of having a quinza party as is traditional, keeping it true to a skater to the core nature, he asked his mom if he could go to Woodward instead. I remember watching The Motivation with Chris Cole. I remember hearing about Woodward there. Going to Woodward was fundamental to John's skate progression and pushed him to commit to just sending it. Like when he watched his cabin mate skate off a rooftop. Like launching himself from this launch pad. Like he would skate it oh, and then hit the gap. And from the gap, he would like land on the roof. Um, and then from the roof, because it was slanted, you can like just um, like kick turn and then roll off of it. And I was expecting him to be like, oh no, like get off of there. It's dangerous. He instead approached him and was like, oh, um, just send. And to John's surprise, his camp counselor pushed his cabin mate to just go for it. And he was empowering him in order for him to have the full commitment. And he did it, like, first try or second try. I think first try, he, he stuck it. And then second try, he, like, rolled away. That was something that I thought about that kind of helped me, I guess, put myself out there more in skating. It's been more than five years since John has been back at a Woodward facility. I hope that's just empty as fuck. And there's no like seven-year-old kid like doing some like yeah, flip like, off the air. Like, yeah, some fucking crazy ass scooter kids that like just snake, snake you. All right, so where we at today, John? We're at fucking Woodward. It's kind of like... It's, I think it's snowing right now. It's fucking cold. It is cold. snowing. It's so cold. Oh, uh, Woodward Tahoe specifically. <laughs> um, and uh, we're entering the, the facility, the bunker right now. Um, and uh, we're, it's obviously the outdoor facilities are going to be closed. So it's cool, <laughs> but we still get to get the indoor skate park. Yeah. Know, so, fuck and yeah. so like what makes Woodward so special? They have the craziest skate facilities ever. Yeah. And there's an indoor skate park. And a trampoline that apparently you can jump like three times <laughs> as high as you normally would, according to Kate. So. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into Woodward. Woo! <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, yeah. John, how are you feeling? We're about to go into the bunker. Pretty stoked. I'm more like nervous. Yeah. Just because, like, 
I want to do some cool shit, uh-huh. but there's like limited time to do it. So yeah. it's like you feel the pressure. Yeah. Damn. Pressure. What are What are some ideas you got about what you want to do? No, wait. I don't want to say it because if I don't do it, then it's gonna be like, damn, he didn't do it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I guess we'll just have to wait. And see. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll check in later. We'll check in later. So unfortunately, due to the snowy conditions, the outdoor skate parks were not accessible to, for us to use this time around. But that still left us with the indoor bunker, which was still hella cool and had two parts. The street transition park, which had hubbas, banks, rails, and ramps, and the vert area, which had a launch pad where you can air up into a foam pit or the resi. On the other side, there was also a pump track. Yeah, John, so right now we're about an hour and a half into the Woodward skate sash. How are you feeling? What you been up to? I'm feeling pretty fucking good. Um, I did have a air ups. Um, me and Alex are literally the only ones doing uh, launching into the foam pit from um, the really big ramps. Um, I'm going to try the, I don't know what it's called, but it's the rubber part. Um, I'm going to try to in the air into it and um, hopefully I... I, I get over my fear because I'm kind of scared right now. <laughs> but yeah, that's my goal right now. Now that I went with my skate org, honestly, um, I was going to Woodward a little bit nervous. I wanted to prove that I wasn't scared. Going in, I wanted to land this um, in the air off of like the big ramp into the resi. I was like, okay, I, I remember I did it once when I was like 15 and I was thinking in the moment, was I can get speed while I was and then either hit my head or hit my hip on like the edge of the ramp. Like, so I just in the hell out of my trucks so I wouldn't get speed wobbles. And uh, I started trying my in the air, which is when you grab um, your board in the middle with, uh, for me, it's my uh, left hand. I try, I'm gonna try it off of like the resi. I remember like, I, I was scared in the beginning. So I ended up doing it. And then um, afterwards, I, I filmed it, and it, it was pretty easy. So honestly, 10 out of 10 experience. I got the chance to sit down with John and learn a little bit more about his relationship with skating. Hey, what's up? My name is Jonathan Napolis. I am from Hawthorne, California, which is located in LA. I am a fourth year at UC Berkeley studying business and math, and I am also the co-founder and president of Skateboarding at Berkeley. I got into skating um, around when I was in eighth grade. I asked my sister to buy me a skateboard. She ended up buying the skateboard for her. Since she never used it, I ended up just using her skateboard, which is technically mine. Um, it was a mystery board. Uh, I'm not sure if they make those still. Every skater has moments that change the game for them. A moment that was fundamental in their growth as a skater. Here's one of John's. During high school, I remember I was trying to land this kickflip down a three-stair at the dirty. And uh, I was trying this for, I feel like, a solid hour. Um, and then the lights went off and then... I was like, man, I'm gonna have to come back tomorrow because my eagles hurt. I got my iPhone and turned off the flashlight, trying to light whatever I could. I kept trying it and I was like, oh, like, you have to stop being scared. Just full send it. My iPhone died and then I was like, okay, 
you know, maybe today's not the day. Today's not the day. And then I was like, no, nah, like, you can't go back home. Like, that's the rule. I, on one of those tries, I just, I remember flicking the board, catching it, stomping it down, and just rolling away. Like, nothing sketchy, straight up in the dark. I remember feeling so fulfilled and happy, and I skated back home feeling like I could do anything in the world. If there's anything that landing the kickflip off the three stairs showed, it's that skating takes resilience and persistence, which impacted John far beyond the concrete waves of the dirty. The idea of persistence has motivated my academic work too, because um, in my high school, th there wasn't a lot of kids, at least I felt, that were looking towards going to like a university. It, it's the idea that, hey, you know what? Um, you can do better and despite this being the the expectation you can push yourself beyond this expectation and set new standards for yourself because it's good for you while skateboarding taught john the importance of persistence and encouraged his academic aspirations at the same time he wrestled with how to balance working towards college and making time for what some people would consider just a hobby my conflict of identity and feeling professional and having my skater identity started when I was around in high school. Um, that's when I started to perceive how I was going to be like in the future, how I was going to get into college. I never saw skating as an opportunity to level me up in the world. I just saw it as what made me feel good, an extra hobby that influenced a lot of who I was because every time I would go out I would stress out like oh like what are you doing like why are you wasting your time skating when you should be out studying that mentality is obviously hell bad <laughs> um since it made me question you know the thing that I love the most by the time he was a senior in high school he decided to embrace his skate identity ultimately writing one of his college essays about it when I was applying to college the essay that meant the most to me in my college applications was my skateboarding one. I would tell people, hey, um, I wrote about skating in my college essay and, and, and for this question and everybody else would talk about, you know, doing some org, something basic. And uh, <laughs> talking about skating is what made me feel unique. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, I wonder how many essays are going to get about skating. Like, I, I bet there's none. That's what made me feel like, yeah, like, like this is who I really am. And that's when I really started to embrace it. That's what that's what actually influenced the beginning of skateboarding at Berkeley. And by no means was this conflict between career goals and skating over. And while John decided to co-found skateboarding at Berkeley with Jesus, during his time at Cal, his conflict of identity grew even more pronounced. In UC Berkeley, um, I said I was studying business aside from math. And... Um, in, in our school, it's called Haas School of Business, and it, they're known as being, you know, always professional, always wearing suits, Patagonia, Columbia, you know, whatever. And um, in that professional image, I don't feel like it aligns to me. Like, I don't see myself fitting in and behaving a certain way like these people do. Um, and uh, it's always made me feel like I don't fit in or even within the career aspirations that I want to go in. Like I want to go into 
investment banking, private equity, or into a hedge fund. I don't see a skater like myself being like, yeah, I'm going into this industry. There's that, there, there's that tension between being professional and being a skater because being a skater to me means, you know, being anti-authoritarian, you know, challenging the system, breaking rules because you can, because you want to express yourself in a way that other people don't. And um, being professional to me means, you know, you stay within the line, you follow the system, you take orders. I, I never saw myself overlapping the two. So whenever I think about, oh, you know, when am I going to finally grow up and be a professional, right? Wear a suit. And then I've, I've asked myself, well, can't you just do both? overlap two identities and that's what I'm I've been trying to figure out in my own life um, because I don't feel like I'm at that point in my life where I'm I, I can say yeah I'm I'm an adult and I'm I'm a professional too being able to successfully coexist these two identities seems like something John is still trying to figure out and I'm sure he's not the only one at all the other skaters pushing it through higher education Tap in with at skateboarding at Berkeley on Instagram if any of you have any insight to share with the homie. I'm sure he'd really appreciate it. A big thank you to John and all the skate homies at Skateboarding at Berkeley. Thank y'all so much for making Woodward such a fun trip and every skate event that we host. Also, a huge thank you to Woodward for working with us and for making that trip awesome. Thank you guys so much for riding with us. That's it for today. Thanks for tuning in.